If you have an interest in horses and love learning more about horses, the horse industry, teaching, or even managing your own horse business, then you're in the right place. We would love you to join us on our mission, which is to improve the lives of horses around the world through the education of riders, handlers, and trainers. So get comfortable, listen in, and enjoy. Horse welfare and safety are of utmost importance where humans have any interaction with horses. Within the courses at International Horse College, we only utilise methods that promote safe and humane ways of interaction between horses and humans. We only support safe methods of educating riders, handlers and trainers about horse welfare. Internationalhorsecollege.com, registered training organisation 31352. Today's guest is Sophie Barrington. Sophie is an equine business owner with a difference. So she's worked with horses, been the equestrian captain at school. But the business we're going to talk about is a full-service equine marketing agency. How are you, Sophie? I'm very well, thanks, Dennis. How are you? <laughs> Wonderful. Thank you, Sophie. Sophie, we normally start off with a favourite quote. Have you got one for us? Absolutely. It's very hard to choose, obviously, just one. There are so many great quotes out there. But one of my all-time favourites, is get up, dress up, show up, and never give up. It's a good combination, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it definitely is. And it really aligns with everything, even if you're working with horses or competing with horses or indeed what I do, working with horse businesses. It really takes that effort every day to really stick with what you're doing. And I also thought, it, you know, you can say get up, dress up, show up, never give up, but sometimes you've got to focus more on one of those aspects and sometimes more on another one of the aspects. Yeah, yeah, agreed. I just think the nature of the quote just really is that continuing effort to keep mm -hmm. on trying. At the end of the day, when you're working with horses and your journey is with horses, it really is that complete journey. Every day is a new challenge. And I don't think you ever really arrive. There's always something else to strive for. Sure, sure. So if you tell us a bit about how you started with horses and what your first memories are, you know, do you have a memory of the first time you rode, the first time you saw a horse, anything at all like that? It's a little bit hard to remember exactly where it all began. I started at a young age, probably around maybe five or six, mm -hmm. um, definitely early in primary school. I would have obviously, you know, jumped in the saddle at pony parties and I remember, you know, jumping on, um, I have this lovely photo of me even younger actually sitting on a, uh, a large plastic horse at Movie World <laughs> many, many years ago. Um, but really, it really all kicked off at a local riding school in Brisbane on my school holidays when I was in early primary school. We would do three-day horse riding workshops. That's where I got a chance to feed horses, learn how to groom and tack up, obviously do lessons. And we'd actually do Jim Carnegie games as well and we had the opportunity to win ribbons so that was really lovely and then I transitioned in late primary school found a, a horse riding facility a little bit further outside Brisbane and rode there for quite a number of years it wasn't until in I was in year 10 or 11 in year 10 I started working in the yards as a trail guide assistant and working in the lessons as well and then following that when I became equestrian captain at my high school I also discovered um, another riding school which I still ride at today Oh, brilliant, brilliant. So you've worked with horses, you're working at the riding school, but tell me a bit about, you know, because everyone wants to work with horses, what do you think were the core skills and character traits that you brought to that job? 
Yeah, absolutely. I think it's really important to always have a willingness to learn. Like I said before, I think when it comes to horses, they're such a beautiful creature um, and I don't think you ever really end that process of learning. Um, but that being said, I think what I've also learnt, you know, back in the days when I was obviously guiding trails, I mean, I was in year 10 and year 11, you know, entrusted to take out, you know, trails for two hours at a time, you know, with different adults of all different levels of experience right from, you know, the very, very beginner. And so it's really having that confidence. And then what I've also really learnt in running my business doing marketing for horse businesses, it's also really important to have resilience because there will be ups and downs. There'll be busy times. There'll be quiet times. And you've really got to have that self-belief. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think so. What do you think, because you've worked with horses, what do you think is the best thing about working with horses? I think, honestly, it's just being in the presence of horses. I find being in the presence of horses, it's so calming. It's very grounding. I think, to be honest, for me, because I I don't ride as a competitive rider, I don't know if I necessarily will ever pursue that. For me, it's such a reward to be around horses. Every week when I do ride, it's actually really that moment where I kind of look back and reflect on the week that's been, and I have those moments that I just cherish, and it's really brought about by being with the horse. I ride on a property that has a 1,000 acres of trails through scrub with a beautiful big dam in the centre, and, I mean, that's just it's such a special moment, and I think horses just give you something that you really can't get from a human. Mm, mm, mm. You certainly saying that the same sort of things that I agree with but yeah okay yeah, yeah 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 what about because you you're not only you know you've sort of got the connection with horses but horse people because your business specializes you only do equine businesses so only anything to do with horses that's right what's the best thing about working with horse people I think for me on a personal level, it has been the ability to create a role for myself within the horse industry. I mean, for a lot of people, I've come across a lot of individual consultants who have very similar passions to me. And we all kind of have this this sense that it's so special to be able to combine your professional skills with your passion for horses. And so obviously in my day-to-day activities, being able to obviously talk about horses, I write blogs for veterinarians. I help produce one of the horse magazines in Australia. We run social media campaigns that talk about products and services to do with horses. I've helped my clients at trade shows like Equitana. I think just being immersed in the industry and just honestly being able to talk about horses all day long is just really good fun. (laughs) All right. Now, what about people who've influenced you, Sophie? Anyone that you want to bring? Because we're talking about horses, but I want to do the combination now. Maybe if you tell us about someone who may have influenced you and helped you in your horse career, but then, because you've got the combination of two, that's helped you in your um, digital career, you know, your, your marketing career. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, I think to to pinpoint one person is really difficult because, as I mentioned, I've ridden at several riding schools. I've met, obviously, people through all those different walks of life. I've played polo at private properties and, obviously, you know, had my, had my taste at doing dressage lessons and show jumping lessons. So I've really gotten to know, obviously, different coaches and teachers over the years. I have a lovely relationship with the riding school where I am at, at the moment and they've always been really special to me. They've known 
known me for, for 12 years now. So that's always great having those relationships where you have that really nice sense of affinity. And they also really trust me because they know that I always look after the horses, always extremely respectful. And, you know, ultimately I really do the best by the horse first, which is really important to me on a personal level. Yep. But in terms of, I guess, intersecting between riding and business, I have a mentor who has been a really cool part of my business since the beginning. Her name is Sandra Gartner. And she's been really special to me because she's seen me build this business from the ground up. She was very much involved, particularly during my first year of business. But I think what's been really important to me and what is always, I think, going to be important to me is that I still touch base with her from time to time. And I really value having those relationships. What I've really learned through business is that business is all about relationships. It's all about how people obviously make you feel and how you make them feel. And I think that's really important to remember. And then also, I guess, tying on from that is my relationship with my clients. Obviously, not every client will be able to stay with us forever. Some clients already have marketing people who work with them full time and we wouldn't want to replace those people. And sometimes, obviously, there'll be limitations around budget and obviously what they really need from us. Um, Some people will purely come to us for a logo, for a website. Other people, they're really looking to get that support almost every day Mm -hmm. on their business. So, I think the client relationships are also really important and um, and they've just been really special to me too because I've built this business and it's really, I guess, a big part of almost my identity and my sense of self. Having those relationships be positive is just so important to me as a person, as an individual. And what about horses? Has there been any particular horse who you think's really influenced you or, you know, you would have ridden quite a few different ones, but um, just think, is there one in particular? Yeah, yeah, definitely ridden dozens over the years, as you can imagine. And I I really, I really love that. I think the wonderful thing about the fact that I don't have a horse at the moment is that I've had this opportunity over 20 years to ride all different types of horses. And I think that's really important as a rider to obviously have the ability to get on any horse and use your skills to make sure it's a good ride for yourself and for the horse. But there's definitely one, um, one very special retired thoroughbred who stands out. Her name is Diva. Now, Diva is a horse I have ridden for a number of years. She's only recently retired, so I only ride her very, very rarely now by her new owner. But she's actually been really special to me because she's actually been part of my branding. There's a really beautiful black and white photo that I took of Diva several years ago, which actually has appeared in numerous places. It is on my pull-up banner. It is on my invoices. It is in my full-page ads that I run in equestrian life and horse deals. She has appeared in many different places. When I've been a sponsor at Equitana, her face was obviously my branding. She appears on all of my brochures and things like that as well. So she is really special because I've really integrated her and made her part of my business. Yeah, and I'm sure because, you know, you loved having the time with her. I'm sure it's no coincidence that you're using her photos as well. Absolutely, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. What do you think? Now, uh, thinking about your proudest moment, I want you to think business-wise here and think about the, the people that you've done sites for or even just the general marketing. What do you think's been your proudest moment so far? There's a couple of standouts. I think I think one thing I, I do have to say though, because because it is my business and because obviously I'm working on it every day and I've put, you know, so much energy and obviously money and, and resources into it. 
honestly, every time I win a client, you get such a such a high. It's a really, really proud feeling to have people trust you. And those clients aren't just limited to Australia. I've worked with a number of clients overseas as well. So that's been really special to have people from Saudi Arabia, from America and from Spain um, contacting me and entrusting me from the get-go to be able to deliver something for their business. But in terms of proud moments, uh, one in particular is working with Equestrian Australia, obviously being the first and only full-service marketing agency for the equine industry in Australia to obviously work with the peak body for horse sports in Australia is really special. And to have a relationship with a few of the staff members there is really special. Um, but also, I can remember quite early on in my business, um, it was actually at nighttime, I was checking social media, as you do, after hours. And I saw that there was a particular business that had followed my Facebook page. Now, my Facebook page isn't as impressive as my LinkedIn profile, just purely because of the nature of my business being B2B. But the reason this particular moment was so special was when I went to Spain in 2012, I had the opportunity to see the Andalusian horses dance in Cordoba at the Royal Stable, something I didn't really think was actually going to happen on that trip. And it was those very stables following my Archer Creative page on Facebook, which just blew my mind. Obviously, you know, it's a, an amazing thing that we can connect with so many people and businesses all around the world. And I just, it just made me just so elated and so happy. I didn't really think it was actually possible. That's good, isn't it? Yeah. 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 You, you think he's little old you over in Australia and um, yeah, someone's right. following you over, over there. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Getting to where you are now, Sophie, you know, thinking about all the success you've had, you know, because you really do have a specialist equine business, what's been your biggest challenge? I think, honestly, building the business. I think, mm-hmm. for me, um, building the business at the age of 23, obviously, that's something that takes, I guess, some guts to do. And and like I said before, I've made sacrifices. I, I don't have a horse right now because I invest money into my own marketing. And I know how challenging and how tough that is. I, I can really relate to clients when they're small businesses and when things obviously get a bit quiet. You know, it takes a lot to kind of keep at it, but it's so important. So I think that's been a really big journey, a really big learning curve for me to, I guess, really put my money where my mouth is and, you know, make those commitments and really stick with it. And I think it's also just having that attitude that you're going to keep working on it every day. I mean, I I produce blogs and obviously send out emails and do other bits and pieces to market Archer Creative as a business. And it really takes a lot of effort. I mean, at last count, I've written written over 28,000, 29,000 worth of words in terms of blogs on my website all discussing how to market the equine business. And it just really is that dedication. And not every day, it doesn't come easy every day. It can be really, really tough. So you've got someone who's interested in starting an equine business, not necessarily a website business, but something with horses, something along those lines, and they're just starting off and they're a small business. What sort of advice would you give them? Yeah, definitely. I think there's a couple of things that you need to think about very, very early on in the piece. One thing, obviously, is that every business exists to solve a problem. So whether you're producing a product or a service, you need to really do your due diligence and make sure that there is a need for what you're wanting to offer to the industry. But even more so than that, what's really important is to develop a point of difference. As you can imagine, it's easier than ever to start a business and it's easier than ever to start to do marketing, especially with the way things are going online. But it's really important to develop a point of difference, no matter you know whether you're the first or whether you're 
the fastest or if you consider yourself the best. There's always going to be competition, which is a good thing, but you really need to look at what is it that you can deliver. It might not be the product or service itself. It might be that you offer a particular level of customer service or you, you really have some very special value adds that you attach to what you're delivering to the market. So that's really important, I think. Um, one big thing as well is, is really making sure that you place a priority on marketing. Unfortunately, the challenge with marketing is that it can really be the first thing to go. When cash flow gets tight for businesses, you know, we often think to ourselves, oh, I need to pull back that advertising. It's not really essential right now. I've got to pay my staff or I've got to, you know, get this product manufacturer finished, you know, there's a lot of things that need to be done and marketing often is the first thing to be cut from the list, which is really, really detrimental because when things do get challenging and do get quiet or a new competitor emerges, that's really when you've got to be prepared to get back out there and keep on pushing your message. So it's really making sure even if you're a startup and only have a small budget, that's not a problem. It's just making sure that you are obviously focusing your budget on the most important priority areas to get your product or service out there to the market. And also making sure that you're leaving a little bit of wiggle room for those quiet times so you can still keep something going because marketing isn't necessarily going to produce an immediate result. And sometimes it does take longer or it does happen in a different way than you expect when you do start to get those leads and those inquiries and ultimately those sales. But it's really important to really have that budget in place and to really allow it to keep going. Great advice, Sophie. And I think particularly your first point, because a lot of people would like to work with horses, would like to have their own business, but they set their business up around what they would like to do instead of what the market is looking for. Mm, mm, yeah, that is right. Yeah. Mm. What about books, Sophie? Have you got a book that you can recommend for us? Um, now, I actually don't have any one book. I think coming from a marketing perspective, I think it's really important to to always be putting yourself out there to keep on learning about mm-hmm. marketing. Obviously, you know, marketing, the tenets of marketing will never really change. It's about producing a product or service that will solve a problem developing that point of difference and really communicating that message through the right channels to the right people. That's always going to really be the core of what marketing is. But I think it's really important for any business, even if they engage someone like my business, is to always be out there and really absorbing as much information as possible. As you can imagine, the technologies and all of the aspects that happen, particularly online, they change at such a big pace, at such a fast pace. So it's really important to always be consuming new information and trying to stay on top of it as much as possible. And obviously relying on professionals in different ways as you need them. In terms of material, I would love to actually suggest that if anyone is out there wanting to start a business in the horse industry or already has a business in the horse industry, as I mentioned before, I do produce blogs on a regular basis, which are on my website and completely open and free of charge to access. And I really try and produce those on a regular basis. So there is some information on the Archer Creative website that they can go through and have a look at. And by all means, if you ever have any questions or ever want to see blogs written on certain topics, I always uh, welcome that opportunity with people that I talk to. Um, Let me know if there are any particular topics that you have questions about so that I can help to answer them. Okay. I think that's great, Sophie. And I think just as If you would like to improve your writing, you would go to a mentor who's already doing what you're doing. It's Mm. the same with your business. If you'd like to have a bit more in the way of, you know, a better website, better marketing, then Sophie's obviously the person to go to because she's already been there, done that. 
You know, if you want to, if you would like to go and compete in whatever discipline, you go to someone who's already done well in that discipline. And if you'd like to go and do better marketing for your equine business, then you go to someone who already does that better marketing. Absolutely. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Sophie, tell me, what are you looking forward to at the moment? Your business is going well. You know, what have you got planned in the next year or two? Yeah, that's a good question. Honestly, I think, I guess the way that I feel about my business, it's it's my fifth year now, which obviously is is really exciting. I've, I've really gone past, I guess, the terrible twos and, and the first year. And, you know, so many people can start businesses and it can be really tough to get past the first year and the first two years. So I'm very proud that we are still in existence. I have now worked with more than 60 businesses, all equine, from five different countries in the Northern and the Southern Hemisphere. I think where I feel about my business, which has really kind of been in my mind and in my heart from the very beginning, is I really feel that we've almost barely scraped the surface. I think there's still so many opportunities, so many exciting things that are still to come. I mean, the horse industry globally is a $300 billion industry. There are so many people out there who are so passionate about horses and who want to be part of the industry and who make the same decision to actually start a business and and put everything into it to keep it going. So all my hope is, is that obviously that Archer Creative can continue and and really make sure that we have long-term relationships with our clients. What's really always really important to me is really approaching every business, whether they're a small startup with a really limited budget or a larger corporation that's already, you know, in their maturity stage of business is, is really having the focus on it being a partnership and really working together for long-term success. At the end of the day, as marketers, as much as it can be challenging to think, I'm going to invest in marketing, can I afford it? Is it going to work? The most important thing to remember, whether you engage Archer Creative or someone else, is that we are only going to be successful if we achieve success for your business, and that's why we exist. Of course, there's going to be hurdles and challenges and trial and error that we may have to overcome, but ultimately, we're only going to be here and continue to be here if we have uh, an immediate difference on your bottom line. Yeah, I think that's that's really good, Sophie. Now, I'm going to ask you, because you've given us so much information about marketing. You know, we sort of started off with websites, but as you said, you're a full-service equine marketing agency, not just a website designer and developer. Mm. In a couple of sentences, because you've already given us so much about marketing, but if you could sum it up just into a little bit of advice for people to succinctly remember to take away with them. Yeah, absolutely. I actually, um, in one of my recent blog posts, I spent some time thinking about a quote from Peter Drucker. I think he wrote it in 1954 in one of his books. And the quote essentially is that there are two core purposes of business, and that is marketing and innovation. Now, that obviously is a really interesting proposal that he's put forward. But I really teased out that idea when I was working on a blog post about two weeks ago. And what I wrote in addition to his commentary that they're the two core purposes the business is that without marketing, innovation actually remains idle. It doesn't go anywhere. It stays stagnant. So with innovation, your product or service solves a problem. But with marketing, your product or service becomes profitable. It's only when you're out there promoting your service, promoting your product and continuing to do that over and over and over again, the same way that you get up and you get into the arena, the same way that you go out to the next horse show and the next one, 
the same way that if you win that trophy, you'll be right back there next year trying to get it again. It's the same thing with marketing. You've got to really keep at it to make sure that the innovative product or service that you want to deliver to the market is actually seen and heard and obviously ultimately bought by the people who need it. Okay. I think brilliant advice. Thank you, Sophie. I really enjoyed talking to you. I think hopefully, you know, our listeners have got a lot out of this and they can go back if they've missed some of it. If you, you know, you gave such great advice, if they were taking notes, they might have to listen to it a few times to get those notes in, but um, (laughs) I'm sure that'll be okay. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for talking to us today and hopefully we'll talk to you sometime again soon. Okay, perfect. Thank you very much, Glenis. I really appreciate the opportunity. Bye. Bye. If you've enjoyed this chat, then please comment, rate and subscribe. If you'd like any changes or recommendations for guests, then please contact us through horsechats.com. And while you're online, have a look at the government accredited courses at internationalhorsecollege.com. Registered Training Organisation 31352. Remember that our comments and instructions are general in nature and do not take into consideration your individual horses, or your individual ability and circumstances. If you enjoyed this podcast, then please leave your comment below.